You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out on this Thursday morning at the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. It is Top 10 Thursday. We've been doing the, the Top 10 uh, Outrageous, Memorable, uh, Bad Calls. The guy that does never has a bad call. Great calls only from the voice of the LSU Tigers. Chris Blair joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing well. I don't know that I'm buying what you're selling there, but I will tell you this. I've seen a lot of bad calls <laughs> on, the, on the hardcore this year. I've seen a bunch. Uh, we've been playing some uh, radio calls from uh, that we thought were memorable or, of course, that were fun. And, of course, a lot of them have to do with the high school ranks. Uh, do you remember when you were first getting started, uh, you know, how, how nervous you were or perhaps a call or two that you're like, you went back and said, man, I, I butchered that one. <laughs> oh, there were plenty of calls. <laughs> I mean, it happens. I mean, it's one of the things. I, I had some good advice given to me. Um, years ago by Jim Phillips, who I worked with at Clemson. And Jim was the the, the voice of the Clemson Tigers for, for three decades. Uh, he would be likened to, to Jim Hawthorne, to uh, LSU fans. And Jim told me uh, very early on, I told him I was doing some high school games. and I worked with him on Saturdays in the booth. and just said, what kind of advice can you give me? And he said, the one thing that it's hard to do, especially when you're a fan of sports and, and you get behind these teams and you get to know these coaches and you know all that goes into trying to win a game. You, you, you get emotionally invested into it. He said, you want to try to slow down the game. If you don't slow down the game as it happens, your voice is going to go up. You're going to scream. Uh, you're going to be an audible at times. If you try to keep the game slowed down uh, just slightly in your mind, you can keep from doing that. But there were Oh, there are a number of games you can find me where it sounds like I've been stabbed in the middle of the play. <laughs> you you got to walk a, a fine line, though. You want to be able to describe the game, but also you want some emotion, especially on the radio side, because, I mean, you are basically their eyes and, of course, uh, the, the, the one there that can tell them what's going on. No, you're right. I mean, there, there is a fine line. <laughs> Excuse me, water went down the wrong way. Um, there's a fine line, but, you know, ultimately, I, and I've just fallen this side, and I have, um, I guess it's my father rubbing off of me, um, and that is you've got to communicate. Uh, you know, when you think about people listening in their car, you think about them listening maybe uh, online now with headphones or earbuds, um, you know, there's only so much spectrum there to, to cover, and if you're screaming at the top of your lungs or you and your broadcast partner are screaming. You sometimes leave fans wondering what in the heck just happened, uh, good or bad. Um, so the key I've always tried, I don't always succeed, but I always try to fall on the side of make sure you communicate what's happening uh, and hopefully have a little bit. I, and I've said it before. I don't know that I'm the biggest homer uh, that you're ever going to find on the radio. It's just not my style, never has been. But I really believe if you're honest with yourself and you turn the radio on, I think within about 10 to 15 seconds, without me telling you the score, if you've listened to an LSU baseball game, football game, or basketball game, I think you can pick up real quickly if it's a good day for the Tigers or not, just simply in the inflection in my voice. Uh, I know you could tell it uh, late in the second half on Tuesday night from Tuscaloosa. Chris, one final uh, question on this topic. Uh, we've played several different clips where 
The play-by-play guy gets drowned out by the color guy. I know you want the excitement from your color guy, but so many times they overstep you, perhaps not in your situation. But how difficult or do you have a conversation with the color guy at some point and say, hey, this is my moment. I'll give you an opportunity to pipe in with some color. Yeah, it's it's one of those interesting conversations. I get asked that a lot because, you know, you can come off being very egotistical saying, hey, look, here's my lane, here's your lane, stay in your lane. Um, but the truth is, again, going back to the trying to communicate clearly so people can understand what's happening, uh, I love to have uh, a color analyst who, who is excited. And that's why normally in my position I've always had guys who played, who gave up blood, sweat, and tears for a program. Uh, John Brady, obviously, with basketball, coached here. He had a lot invested here. He has a lot of emotion for LSU basketball. Doug Thompson in baseball won a national title played for Skip Bertman, and he's invested. Uh, same thing with Doug Morrow and Gordy Rush on football. But I always try to tell those guys, if you jump in, you may throw me off, which then's going to throw you off, which then throws the train completely off the tracks. Um, and normally after about a year or two working together, they kind of figure out my cadence, and they figure out, like John does a great job in basketball. John typically knows that after a play, I will finish by giving you the current score. Very rarely after a possession when a, ba- uh, a basket is made do I not update the score. And he knows once that score comes out of my mouth, 74-73, then it's all his. Uh, and that takes some time to get used to. But uh, it certainly can throw things off. And, again, it's about I don't want to have to beat my cover analyst to the point so that I can get it communicated out to the listener uh, because, again, that's going to speed up the game. It's going to speed up my process. And ultimately, it just doesn't sound good. Hmm. Great insight from the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, on the Stuart Shelby State from Hotline. We are certainly looking forward to hearing some uh, classic and some great calls with LSU baseball this year. All right, opening night tomorrow, Notre Dame. What are you anticipating from this Tiger squad early on in the year? Well, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the teams that that Coach Maneri, um and I think he's prefaced this a little bit, guys, coming into the year. This team, yes, 17 of 32 on the roster are new, uh, whether they transferred in or whether they're first-time players or whether they're true freshmen. Um, that takes a time for, for a team to gel. I mean, baseball is one of those where everybody has to get almost like a dance. Everybody has to get to, on the same path when it comes to choreography and how things are going to play in the field. you got to get a feel for the lineup, uh, and that changes throughout the year, and coaches need to know in certain situations, who needs to be in the two-hole, who needs to be moved back to the five-hole. So all those things are going to be a little bit new for LSU coming into this year simply because of the new, sheer number of new players. But by the same token, I, I don't know. Uh, there's people that know a lot more than I. Uh, but talking to some of those people who've been around a while, uh, this is a very talented LSU baseball team. I mean, this is a group of gifted baseball players uh, that Coach Maneri and his staff have assembled here. Now it's just a matter of them playing together, getting a feel for each other. Because you lose some guys last year, especially your middle infield. You know, Kramer Robertson and Cole Freeman, were they the greatest individual shortstops and second basemen? They were good, don't get me wrong, but were they the greatest? Or were they really good working together in the middle part of that infield? Uh, I think the latter is probably the stronger point. I think they'd be the first to admit that. Um, so there is some of that chemistry that has to be found. Uh, but it's a loaded team. I mean, offensively, if you go off fall ball and you go off preseason, which I know is not quite, you know, true competition, but just the fact that they've been able to put up just incredible numbers, not just with home runs, but with hits and with RBIs and moving guys across with solid 
base hits and, and, and doubles and triples. I mean, that's what's impressive about this team. To me, opening weekend, what I'll be paying most attention to, a couple of newcomers. I want to see Daniel Cabrera. He is expected to be uh, as sensational as, as, you know, I mean, he's in the same category when you talk to Coach Maneri that uh, some pretty good guys are in company with. Um, I want to see how he reacts under the light. But I also want to see a young man who's, who's come along here and probably will be in the starting lineup for opening night, which I think may surprise a few people. And that's Nick Webb, a freshman out of Youngsville, Louisiana. I mean, he's he's had the best bat in preseason. And uh, at the end of the day, a couple of slight injuries to Fiducia, the expected starter catcher. And then Nick Coombs, who was going to back him up, took a little bang on the arm um, on Monday, I think, and, and will be out of the lineup at least for Friday. Uh, Webb's going to get a chance. And Webb has been uh, well has led the team in batting average, uh, you know, since preseason began. Um, outside of that, the starting pitchers. I want to see how Caleb Gilbert handles the responsibility now of being the Friday night starter, the expected Friday night starter to start the year and hopefully into SEC play. And then how Zach Hess handles being not the the wild thing out of the bullpen, but rather the starting pitcher. And then I've heard that Todd Peterson, who's going to get a chance to start on Sundays has made a just incredible transformation from last year to this year. He, he was highly touted coming in. He looks the part. He's got the stuff. Uh, and for the most part, had good control of it. Uh, he just needed to get a little stronger, a little more disciplined uh, when it comes to, to his weightlifting and strength and conditioning. They say he has taken to it like a fish to water in the offseason. So I think the starting pitching and the, and the relieving and closers, I think the pitching is what's going to be key to this Tiger team, especially early. I guess it goes without saying big things expected out of uh, two of our guys up here in northeast Louisiana, Zach Watson, Jake Robertson, building off what they accomplished last year. Oh, without question. Thanks, I mean, I think about I think, yeah, I, I think about Zach Watson last year. I mean, he was a you know, good kid out of high school and played well. And, then, you know, he's on the team. And, hey, he'll get his shot, you know, maybe next year, maybe the year after that. He'll really do that. And then, you know, he, SEC play started and Zach Watson became one of the best players in the SEC. Uh, and he's one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. Uh, very unassuming, very humble. Uh, but boy, can he play. And, you know, now everybody in the SEC knows all about Zach Watson. So he's not going to surprise anybody. Uh, so looking forward to he and Antoine Duplantis again. He, those are two good ones in the outfield. And then I think Jake Slaughter is another story, much like uh, what we hear from Todd Peterson. I think Jake Slaughter had his opportunities last year, had to allow the game, get more comfortable with the game and at that level in the competition that he's playing. Uh, but he's had a phenomenal fall ball, uh, really impressed Coach Maneri and the staff in preseason, and uh, expected to do big things, especially with the bat. And, uh, you know, this is a team in LSU, guys, real quickly. If you look over the last two seasons, again, Super Regional in 16, made it the runner-up in the College World Series in 17. And it wasn't a team that everybody was scared to death of the bat. Um, they had timely hitting, but there were times when they didn't have timely hitting and they would struggle against New Orleans and they would struggle against Tulane or whoever the case may be. Um, but this is a team this year that has the potential to be one of those that really strikes fear in the hearts of starting pitchers, relief pitchers, and closing pitchers uh, because they got some guys that can really swing the lane. You mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, hearing your tone in your voice, calling that game against Alabama earlier this week. Uh, the wheels fall off there in the second half. What did you make of LSU's performance there in the second half, and what do they need to do to correct it? Well, it's just, you know, it's, you know, one of the things John Brady and I talked about on the air, and we talked about it on the flight back. You know, when you look at some of these teams, uh, Avery Johnson in his third year, 
Uh, Bruce Pearl in his fourth year, going, I think, maybe fifth year. Uh, Mike White at Florida in his third. I mean, you look at these guys and these programs and you get frustrated. I know that you go to Alabama and the game slipped away and you lose 80 to 65. But let's, let's just face it, right now, Alabama basketball are two or three years ahead of LSU. They got a two or three year head start on Coach Will Wade. Uh, and when they go eight, nine, ten deep off the bench, they're replacing the fifth guy with a guy who looks just like the fourth guy and the third guy and the second guy. Um, I mean, they just kept rotating guys in that looked exactly the same. They were tall. They were long. They were athletic. They were strong. They were physical. Um, you get about seven, eight deep, nine deep on LSU's bench simply because of the sheer numbers, number one. Um, you, you're starting to see a huge drop off from the starting five. And that's just the reality. Um, and, you know, when you look around the league and you see what these teams who have had coaches in place now for two or three years or more, they've turned the corner with their program. They've recruited their guys. They, they, they understand the philosophy and the mentality of that given team. Uh, LSU's one year. They're just, like I said, two or three years behind. So it's not that big a surprise. I mean, it is, it's going to be tough going over to Alabama. It's tough for everybody. Uh, and let's face it, I think out of the last 13 trips, only one team has won. Uh, for LSU on the road in Coleman Coliseum. Don't ask me why, uh, but it's been a tough place to play. Problem is, you get the same type team coming up on Saturday. Missouri looks a lot like Alabama, maybe not as deep when it comes to, to some of those uh, athletic and young freshmen that Coach Avery Johnson has. But when you give them the eye test, Missouri looks a lot like Alabama. They got, they got eight or nine guys that are very physical. They play defense. Offense kind of comes as a second thought. And um, they, they, they make things difficult for you. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's people have to understand. I know it's frustrating, but Coach Will Wade has some guys showing up next year that will, again, take another step forward into being more like the other teams you're facing now in the SEC. Because let's face it, there's some teams that are great offensively, but if you really look at the league from top to bottom, the successful teams are the ones that are physically dominant especially on the defensive and rebounding job. And, and that's the teams that are right to the top. Um, you know, and Auburn right now leads the way, but Tennessee is a physical team, second in the league. Um, You've you got a rising Alabama. you got a surging Missouri. you got an A&M team that's starting to figure it out. And those guys are, are deep, and they're physical, and they're big. Exciting but busy times for you, Chris Blair. you got your schedule worked out for the next uh, three weeks? Yeah, well, no, I take it. I'm like the coaches now. I take it one game at a time. So I know that uh, I have one Friday night, uh, tomorrow night at the box, and then we've got a one o'clock tip at the uh, Maribyrd Center on Saturday, and then uh, hopefully Mike Tiger can fire up his golf cart, get me across Nicholson Road, uh, and get me over to the box sometime around four o'clock for first pitch uh, in game two. We'll be listening as always. Appreciate the time, but all right, guys, have a great weekend. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Yeah, um, you know, just thinking about it, we probably should have had the Spanish guy. Not as worse, but we should have. We should bring up the Spanish LSU guy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Maybe I can pull up some audio. We can play that later on in the show. But uh, the Spanish version of the LSU football calls is really, really great. Yeah. 888-993-7762, the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. Coming up next... We jump back in to top 10 Thursday. We are up to number four with uh, outrageous, bad, interesting calls. That's coming up after the break. 
Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Top 10 Thursday continues to roll along. We're always taking uh, suggestions on what you want us to rank uh, next uh, Thursday. Uh, Honorable mentions for uh, worst interesting outrageous calls. We had the Boom Goes the Dynamite kid from uh, Ball State. We had a High school football announcer just screaming, oh, my goodness. <laughs> App State shocks Michigan. The color guy stepping all over the play-by-play announcer. Uh, Jack Hunt's memorable call for LSU. At number 10, how would you describe that uh, racing call? Uh, who farted? <laughs> that is, who farted? <laughs> number 9, uh, Marty Brennan rips into Cubs fans at number 8. Sergio dips uh, 15 minutes of fame on a Monday night football broadcast. And then uh, the horse racing call, my wife doesn't know anything. My wife knows everything. They were battling it neck to neck coming down the wire. Yeah, really good. Really good call uh, Number six, we had another high school football call. Couldn't where, tell you what happened Where we think call. somebody scored. <laughs> and then at number five, uh, the Maris play-by-play guy uh, going nuts during a basketball game. And no disrespect to Maris. And somebody FS pointed it out. Maris is actually Division One. I. I should have known with the quality of the uh, broadcast. Yeah, come on, Aaron. Yeah. So let's just stay with Maris. Uh, we got another one from this uh, gentleman. He gets a little excited. Just a fantastic finish as Maris basketball is playing lights out. Play for one. McIntosh across into the front court. Looks for help. Finds Odin. Odin slips. Back to Mac. McIntosh on the drive to the corner. Out. Three Williams. Yes! 
what greatness is all about in the IHSA, y'all. Woo! I mean, Maris has scratched and clawed these two teams, scratching and clawing all night. <laughs> scratching and clawing all night. Uh, there's convinced. windows in the gymnasium that are shattered from yes. that high pitch voice. Well, I'm convinced that there are two play-by-play -play people. One being the, the guy, and then when something crazy happens, his wife steps in and just starts shouting. <laughs> because that is the pitch of a female, right? I mean, he gets high. <laughs> uh, and then for a minute there, uh, the crowd took over. He kind of sat back and like, oh, and then he fires right back. <laughs> he Maybe just catching his so breath. That's what it was, yeah. What greatness is all about. <laughs> Maris basketball, catch it. Yeah. I, well, it's I'll spreading. say this. It's definitely it, – it's got to be his gimmick, and it's definitely called on because we're talking about it here in Louisiana. So, good for him. Two of the top ten today. That's right. Uh, in the morning two top drive. five. Yeah, two top five. Give that guy a raise. That's right. Yes. <laughs> got to be known for something. All right, number three. Uh, this was just an incredible finish in this game. Trinity squaring off against Millsaps. This happened, what, uh, two, three years ago. I remember it No, was. dude, it was longer than that. Really? Yeah, I feel like it was – more like five to seven years ago. Yeah. So, we couldn't play this all because it would literally take four minutes. Uh, end of the game, a bunch of uh, laterals trying to make something happen, and this is what it sounded like. Lateral to Thompson, and he laterals it back to Maddox on the other side. Maddox looking for a block. He fakes the, fakes the lateral to Curry. Now he laterals it to Curry. Curry's at the 49-yard line. He's dancing around. He throws it back now to Maddox, who throws it across the field to Barmore. Barmore looking to run. He's looking for a block. He's got a convoy. He's going to throw it to Thompson. Thompson's at the 30-yard line. Thompson now laterals it back to Curry at the 35. They're running out of spaces. Curry fakes. He's going to lateral it go, to Tomlin. Go, Tomlin's got a chance to go. Tomlin's got a chance to go. He laterals it. Now he's going to go to Maddox. Maddox at the 30-yard line. And now... It's a lateral, and Curry's still going. No way. Curry's no still going. He's 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 going. Oh, my goodness, it is over. The team is on the field celebrating. The Millsaps Majors are crushed, understandably so. This football game is over. This game is over. That might be the most sensational, incredible ending in all of Division Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> in all of Division Three, That got me. What year was that? 2007. How many laterals? And we picked it up midway through. 15 lateral passes on a 61-yard touchdown. So, And there's no flags. There are no flags. A couple of things. So you listen to that. I want to, like, if you compare that to the kick six, right? Yeah. Kick six, I regard as one of the best calls yeah. uh, within the last decade, certainly. And I think it will stand the test of time. Now, it, the reason why I want to compare that is because they both say, uh, you know, blank is going to win the football game. And there's some comparisons in there in the way they call it. But they are much more reserved with the kick six. And it's that much 
it's that difference that makes a call iconic and a call like this just really bad because you can't understand what they're saying. It's it's one of those situations where I, I reference. But the deal with the kick six is you have the visual aspect also. You have the visual aspect of this too. Listen, the, no, I'm talking about the radio broadcast of the kick six, the Auburn guys. I think that's one of the best radio calls Certainly within the last decade, I think you can go further than that. The, what, the point I'm trying to make is they showed excitement, they were still reserved, and they told you what was happening. And I think I, I, I kin it to this because this is one of those instances where you're watching going, that's not real, like that's not really happening. And they get way too high, and they talk over each other. And I think that's why this is bad, and the kick six is legendary. Mm. That was number three. At number two, uh, and you're in the booth, you know, you're going to be either a homer or you're going to be uh, impartial, right? Sure. So uh, let's hear this call. This is also from uh, the high school ranks. I think we can tell who these guys are getting paid by. Second and ten, eye formation. Looks like Driscoll, the deep man in the eye. Austin throws it out. Oh, it's a backwards pass. That's a live ball. It's a live ball. Pick it up, Jordy. There he goes. There he goes. Oh, wait a minute, he's saying it's an incomplete pass. There is no way that's incomplete. That's a backwards pass by five yards. There's no way that's an incomplete pass. That's a backwards pass. It's a live ball. That's a touchdown taken off the board against the Green Wave. And that man does not have that call or the view. screwed third down 346 on the clock <laughs> nuts and bolts we got screwed so good that was impartial you think that was partial <laughs> so there is the countdown we have reached uh, number one let's take a timeout. can anybody guess what we have pegged is the most outrageous call of all time on this countdown thursday top 10 thursday and honestly, I think we discovered one late All right. that is in contention. We'll play that one as well. And we'll also, we found uh, some Spanish highlights uh, for LSU that are, that are really good too. Continue weigh in, 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. 
If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up is committed to helping you preserve the life of your vehicle by offering the highest quality preventative maintenance services. With tune-ups, headlamp restoration with lifetime warranty, power steering flush, plus Speedy's 17-point oil change. Have bumps in the road? Knock your wheels out of alignment? Get your ride back on the straight and narrow at Speedy in Ruston, 315 North Service Road East, now offering alignment. Speedy oil change and tune-up. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, we've reached the point where it is time to reveal uh, number one in the top ten Thursday, the subject today being. Throwing it up for you to hit it. Um, John Mo- Tyler. Well, most outrageous uh, bad call. Oh, sorry. I thought you were wanting number one, and I didn't have the list. Yeah, good chemistry here in the booth. That's what we do, baby. That's <laughs> We're just trying to mirror our the guy, the subject today. On November 26, 1994, in a high school football playoff game in Texas, John Tyler was squaring up against Plano East Senior. 48-44 really doesn't tell the story of this game. It was a wildly improbable, crazy finish. Seven touchdowns scored in the last four and a half minutes of this game, Jake. Uh, ESPN at one point in 1995 named it the Showstopper of the Year SB Award. Some have dubbed it the greatest high school football game ever played. Remarkable. Uh, it lives on because of uh, the number of touchdowns scored in the last four and a half minutes, but also because of uh, the play-by-play guys and how it was described to them. Uh, this was originally broadcast locally on Community Access Plano tele- Telecable, later broadcast nationally on ESPN2. Play-by-play announcers Eddie Clinton, Denny Garver, they had a guest commentator in the booth. The uh, Lake Highlands head coach was there. He was scouting his team's next opponent. So uh, they had a couple great lines in this. Uh, here's just a portion of that finish, courtesy of Plano Tele Cable. Hi, everybody. The most improbable comeback you've ever seen. 31 seconds left. Plano East first and 10. Ball at the 22. They trail by four. They've got to have a touchdown. Whitley. Going to throw. Throws back. He's going to get in. He's in the end zone. Oh, believe it. He's got him. He's got him. He's got him. He's got him. Oh, good God almighty. Positive thinking. Jesus. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, positive Oh, my. Do you believe it? Everybody on their cars and the radio back to Plano. Y'all done missed the greatest comeback of all time. Of all time. It has to be. 24 seconds left. I done wet my britches. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Channel 8, Channel 5, whoever the mother big boys, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. <laughs> Sell it to them for a premium. You man. dang right. Sell it to them for a premium. Here's the kickoff. 24 seconds left. Terrence Green boots it high and deep. 
gonna be All right, just seconds run. Got a crease. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, my gosh, no. Come on, no, no. Oh, gosh. I don't believe it. God bless those kids. I, I am sick. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> So we we honor this yeah. weekly with our party shot. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's just like three dudes just sitting around on their couch watching a crazy game. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, I love how braggadocious they get whenever they go up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got this gold. We're going to sell it at a premium. Yeah. And then to see them be deflated like that or hear them be deflated like that, oh, so funny that is pure comedy all right so if you believe everything you read in wikipedia eddie clinton was doing the uh, play-by-play he purchased the broadcast rights for the game for how much 200 bucks (laughs) for a premium (laughs) on the 10th anniversary of the game he released a dvd entitled quote the greatest high school football game of all time and a great soundtrack with it (laughs) Uh, they also appeared on The Tonight Show with uh, Jay Leno back what? in 1994, did uh, numerous radio uh, interviews wow. following that game. And also, according to Wikipedia, they had uh, roles in the movie Varsity Blues, but uh, did not uh, were not listed in the credits. So there you go. Well, there you go. They, they actually did uh, make something of themselves after this, this call. Pretty good stuff. More than what we've ever done, Aaron. November 26, 1994, 20,000 fans reportedly at that game for the greatest game of all time. 48-44, John Tyler remained unbeaten. Mm. That's good stuff there. Number Um, one. Number one, and I think it deserves the number one spot, but i got to be honest, we completely left out, we completely forgot about another great radio call where uh, someone, I don't know what the circumstances were, but someone was asked to, call a Boston Red Sox game, and they knew nothing about baseball. I remember bits and pieces of seeing this, like on Sports Center back in the day, but um, my wife kindly texted me and said, hey, if this isn't number one, your list is rigged. And the research department, doing some work Yeah, I was like, morning. where were you at yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said back. So she remembered this. She remembered this. I, I don't know why uh, she didn't bring it up, but <laughs> anyway, I got to give her credit for this. We missed because this should have been on the list. I think this is a great moment. This is some guy. So you don't even have their name. I don't have their name. I don't have any of that research, okay? Yeah. Completely unprofessional right now. Yeah. But I think when you hear this, it'll jog a lot of people's memories because it jogged mine. I remember hearing this and seeing this on SportsCenter. And Dustin Pedroia, or, or Pedroia, I'm, I'm not sure, but he's number 15. He's up right now, and let's see what happens when the person pitching starts off the inning. And that happens. Apparently is an S, according to the board. Dustin, of course, number 15. And here we go. The pitch, and that happens. Apparently a blue light comes on now. One yellow light and one blue light. Yellow and blue for Dustin. 
pitch comes along, and that happens. Over to the right. It hits the wall and bounces past the white line. I'm not sure what that means. Jake, there's no way that that's there, for real. That, yeah, that cannot be That real. has to be a spoof. But I remember seeing this on national news. Like, I remember seeing SportsCenter and ESPN and – I don't know. I don't know when this happened. Obviously, Pedroia was still playing, but like, th- th- this was one of those things where, yes, it's probably a spoof, but it's still hilarious, still hilarious. And the fact that, and that happened, and then the NS comes up on the board. That's that's hilarious. It almost reminds me when we go to a high school or a high school bas- football or basketball game, and of course, no rosters are provided, or perhaps you don't have access to the book. And you basically have no idea who the kids are, or a coach will hand you a piece of paper and it's just all their nicknames, and then you're expected to kind of do some kind of broadcast and give a justice to what you're witnessing. Yeah, that was one of two things. One, either that was a spoof, or B, that was I said one and B, or that was uh, a case where they actually thought it would be funny to get somebody who literally knows nothing about baseball and say, hey, why don't you call what you see here? Yeah. Either way, I found it to be comical, uh, real or not. You would have had it in the top ten, even though we don't think it's real. Yeah, I'd have, I still had it in the top ten. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the, the other thing I thought about, and we kind of we did go away from the, you know, the, the foreign commentators because we could have had a whole list of that. Could have done a top ten with just uh, soccer announcers. We certainly could have, but – I was just reminded of the LSU Spanish announcer, and he is—he is great. I would put the—I wouldn't classify this as bad at all, but this is really, really entertaining stuff. This is him calling, I believe, it was the Sam, uh, Sam Houston game, hmm. game like that, big ball game. Edley bajo centro con Kari Mouton como fullback y Leonard Fournette es el corredor. Aquí está Leonard derecho con Loyo. Aquí viene Fournette sobre la banda. Treinta, veinte, diez. Kelly va a tirar, pase largo para la zona, interceptó, interceptó en la yarda 4. Dante Jackson, el sophomore de este Nuevo Orleans, con su primera intercepción de la temporada, era muy fácil. That is great. Basically, I had four years of Spanish, two in high school, two in college, and all I understood was Leonard Mui. Fournette. No, you knew Mui. <laughs> I've never taken Spanish. I don't know Mui. Um, that's, that was against Old Miss, by the way. Mm. But, yeah. Great stuff, I think, you know, and I also feel like, you knew Intercepto, Intercepto, (laughs) there's only one thing that could be, and Dante Jackson, Dante Jackson Intercepto. Well, yeah, the names. (laughs) Clearly, he had an interception on that play, but I thought that was great. I used to look forward to those highlights. Do they still do that? I don't remember seeing them last Mm. year, but uh, those were always fun to to listen to. We have something similar with the Go Tigers. Yeah, definitely. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots on this Thursday morning. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. 
Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty, you'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of rain today and a high of 78 degrees. Mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain on tonight, a low 62. Look for cloudy skies, cooler temperatures with showers and thunderstorms on tomorrow and a high of 64 degrees. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. I hope people enjoyed that uh, Top Ten Thursday. Good job, John Tabor, uh, running those clips. If you got any ideas for next week, certainly hit us up. Worst case scenario, Jake, at least uh, now I have some more material for uh, some parting shots, correct? Yeah, you got plenty of material. we got plenty of uh, clips now that we can uh, air. That does lead us to our parting shot. Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there at your little Punch and Juice show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I don't know why we can't understand that. And y'all treat me like garbage, man. Well, I don't really care to answer the critic. Y- y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is absolutely wrong. I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play to my crowd. And I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Sean says, a tribute to bad broadcasting and no mention of Chris Collinsworth. Mm. Well, it's supposed to be radio. We cheated a couple of times, but uh, no, no Chris Collinsworth, Sean. Shaping up to be a pretty busy day. Let's uh, go, just go through what is planned for uh, later today, a press conference out at Carroll. The Bulldogs have found their next head football coach, Alex Tank Washington. I like the tank. I guess he wants to be referred to as Tank. Coach Tank. That'll, uh, that'll be the first question. That's your first question? Used to play at Carroll. Big offensive lineman. Went on to Ole Miss. So he is a Carroll guy. That presser will be at 2.30. We'll make an effort to get him on the show tomorrow. What expectations does he have for the Carroll football program? With Jackie Hamilton, of course, now out at Carroll. 
Yes, that is at 2.30. And then you got uh, a doubleheader with Louisiana Tech. And also, uh, we've got ULM at home, and we've got girls basketball. So if you want to make your way through through these three, where do you want to start? Uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with ULM, a doubleheader in Sunbelt Conference play. Women in desperate need of a victory on the men's side. The Warhawks, of course, coming back. Uh, from a great road trip to Georgia, perhaps, and you heard Keith Richard say it on the show earlier this week, perhaps the best road trip they've had in eight years he's been at ULM. And that says something considering the back-to-back 20-win seasons they had, and they had some great road wins. But for this team to do this and to do it in the fashion that they did with two overtime victories, very impressive. Now what do they do with that momentum, and how do they carry it over into a game tonight at Fan Ewing versus a Texas Arlington squad it is very talented, very big, very athletic. Uh, can ULM win at home? And will the fans come out and support this team tonight? Because they are playing an exciting brand of basketball. Yeah, and they just got two of the top three wins <clears throat> in the conference. So, yeah, you hope they can sustain that momentum because this is the perfect time of the year to get hot, head right into the Sun Belt uh, tournament, and then, you know, see what happens. But, yeah, this is an exciting time. I hope. A lot of people show up and, and root on ULM Warhawks. Travis Munnings and Sam McDaniel coming off of big performances for ULM. Can they continue it, it tonight? Probably tip off around 7.15 or 7.30 or so after the women's game. Over at Louisiana Tech, a rare uh, double header. They went lay texters go at 4.30, so you yeah. may have to get off work a little early. And then at 8 o'clock, you have the Duncan Dogs taking on UAB. You look at the Lady Texters, two huge wins last week. Can they keep it rolling on their home court? And then, of course, uh, Tech, five straight opponents or five straight conference games to end the regular season. It starts tonight versus uh, UAB. Two teams separated by only one game in the league standings. Louisiana Tech right now, 15-11 and 11 overall, 6-7 and seven in conference play, tied for eighth. You look at UAB, they are in seventh. They're 16-10 and 10 overall, 7-6 and six in conference USA play. Earlier this year, the Bulldogs lost to the Blazers in Birmingham by 12. Yes, it's a big night all around. And then to add on top of that, you've got the beginning of the girls' basketball playoffs and a lot of local games here in the area. All right, let's start in uh, 5A, West Monroe. This is the number 16 seed. Whenever you have a 16 versus 17, you certainly think it's going to be a competitive ball game. Yes. Certainly should be at uh, Rebels Gymnasium. Tips off at uh, 530 versus Thibodeau. West Monroe, the 16th seed, as I said. Farther down the bracket, big things are expected out of Washita. They will score off against Airline. That one's scheduled to tip at 6 o'clock. Uh, Ruston, Lady Bearcats, a number 11 seed. They'll be in action tonight at 5.30 at home. And in the 4A ranks, West Washita, also the number 16 seed. They will host Booker T. Washington. Uh, Franklin Parish got the 24 seed. They will go on the road to number nine, DeRitter. Uh, further down the bracket, you've got Neville, number three seed. Another great season. Three by, seed, wow. Yeah, another great season by Neville. They really turned it on late after that Ravel <coughs> tournament. They really turned it on and, and have been streaking since. They host number 30, Bastrop, two nights. And that's going to do it for 4A. In 3A, uh, Ritual to go on the road as a number 17 seed, looking to knock off uh, Marksville, Waspin. Big digs expected out of the Wildcats. They are a number eight seed. Farther down the bracket, you have Madison at a number 12 seed. Carroll, Lady Bulldogs, 
back in being a the top four seed. They come in at number four. They'll be home versus Bruley, a number 29 seed. Sterlington made its way into the postseason. They are a number 27 seed in the girls' high school playoffs. And the 2A Caldwell ranks, also at number 18, sorry. In the 2A ranks, uh, <coughs> number 13, Mangum, will host Port Allen at the number 20 seed. Uh, number 3 seed, Faraday, will host number 30, Springfield. And number 7, Ravel, will host number 26, Beekman Charter. And number 31, Delha Charter, will head on the road to face number 2, Lake Arthur. In 1A, the Lady Bears of Delhi come in at number 1. I asked them a couple weeks ago, when's the last time Delhi won a state championship in girls basketball? They can't recall. <laughs> they actually get a bye tonight. Uh, Lincoln Prep comes in as a number 8 seed. They will be in action at uh, the Hobby Center tonight. Other uh, games of local interest, uh, Tensaw versus Haynesville, a number 12 versus 21. Delta Charter is a number 13 seed. Arcadia comes in as a number four seed in 1A. Jonesboro Hodge is a number three seed, gets a bye tonight. Uh, Oak Grove is in the postseason. They are a number 22 seed. In Division Five, uh, I believe there's only seven teams competing. Oh. Yeah, so Claiborne Christian, the number one overall seed, they have a bye. They have three straight byes all the way to the semifinals, which will begin around February 26th. Repeat so, that again. <laughs> Claiborne Christian. Uh, girls basketball team, they have received buys for the first three rounds. They are already in the semifinals. Uh, so uh, you look further down, uh, Grace Christian received buys until they play St. Joseph uh, in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals is essentially where this starts for everyone except Claiborne Christian. Uh, Family Christian is the number seven uh, seed. They will head to Christ Episcopal, and number three, Family Community, will head to number six, Runnels. And uh, number four, Grace Christian, um, is hosting St. Joseph. So all you uh, split haters out there, there's more ammunition. There's plenty of ammunition right there. (laughs) Uh, In Division Four, a number of uh, buys also in this one in terms of uh, local squads. You look at uh, OCS, they will be in action there. Number 13 seed, they'll be at home versus Sacred Heart. Cedar Creek, a number four seed, gets a first-round bye. Other uh, local schools of interest, that appears to be St. Frederick at number 18. They will go on the road. That should pretty much do it, I would say. Yeah, I think that's pretty much Division it. Three, uh, Division Two, and Division One. I believe we do not have anyone in the, those classifications. Yes. So you get a bye all the way to the semis. You get a bye all the way to yeah. the semis. Huh. Yeah. I don't love that, but that's just kind of the way it is. Come to accept it in the split, right? Tomorrow we're looking forward to, of course, talking a little uh, baseball. ULM's head baseball coach, Michael Federico, will join us. The Warhawks getting ready to open up uh, their season at home. He will join us tomorrow morning at 7.30. The Diamond Dogs are on the road. They will square off against uh, Pepperdine. We will actually get Coach Burroughs on the show next week. We won't have to give him such an early wake-up call being out west. Uh, Grambling opens up the season versus Southern. Pretty unique, pretty special. The fact awesome. you get to open up I against your arch rival. Just yeah. a one game down in New Orleans. Yeah, that's great. I, I really think that's cool. That's that's a great way to get people excited about baseball. And then uh, LSU, as you would expect, at home, as they always are in the uh, non-conference, they will welcome in Notre Dame. A little bit of a – I guess it's worn off a little bit. Paul Maneri has now been at LSU for 
what, 12, 13 years? Something like that. Definitely over a decade. Former um, Notre Dame head coach. Yeah, former Notre Dame head coach. Uh, so you got some, some interest there. But, yeah, like you said, it's been so long. I don't think uh, anybody's really talking about that. We heard from Chris Blair earlier in the show. There's a lot of different talking points with LSU baseball this year. I'm fascinated by this pitching staff. Who's going to emerge when you lose your entire weekend starting rotation and then the, the sensation last year in the College World Series – from the pen, Zach Hess, and now you're making him a starter. How does he make that transition? Well, that's the, the two questions I have regarding the pitching staff. Well, actually, I have more, but these are the top two. First being the Zach Hess dilemma you just brought up. I, I think that you know you would want him back in that closer role because he was so dominant in that closer role. And we saw last year, you know, as a midweek starter, he did struggle, you know, going longer than you know two or three innings he would definitely uh get you know give up a lot of walks and get hit and jake as good as he was in the college world series it wasn't like his numbers were off the page during the regular season that's because they tried to fit him into that role and they quickly found out that okay he's better coming out of the pen so that's that should be a concern for lsu fans the fact that he's your saturday starter now if you can get one of these young guys to really step up and, and and make an immediate impact and maybe earn a starter role, and that, therefore you can move that cast back to that closer role. I think that's the best-case scenario. Another question I have regarding the pitching staff is, will Matthew Beck live up to expectations this mm. year? Don't think he did last year. I think he had a, a bit of a rough season, um, you know, and he came in as a highly touted guy. So I, I want to see how, how, you know, how much he's improved this year because they need somebody to be the man coming out of that bullpen. Uh, that's that's going to be a big question mark as well. So, those are just two two you know two of the biggest ones I see with regarding the pitching staff and uh, you know there are questions all around, but th- those are the two most important ones. Warren checks in, and by the way, he did a magnificent job. Thanks for bringing the chicken biscuits. Yes, sir. Morning. He says it won't be hard for Zess, uh, Hess to make that transition because he pitched as a starter all through the high school ranks. Yes. Well, let's see if he can maintain it at that level. The one thing I do find comical at the beginning of the year, everybody's talking about, oh, we got the greatest chemistry in the world. This is the tightest team that I have been a part of. It doesn't matter what program you're talking about. Easy to say when the season has just started. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we're about to find out. We're about to see if, if these teams can really make it work. And, you know, we've, we've talked about LSU's questions. Louisiana Tech has a lot of questions to be answered, too. Yeah, the number of newcomers on that team, what is it, uh, 25, 26? Just Crazy. basically an overhaul of the entire roster. Yeah. Then you look over at ULM, and, you know, you got 12 guys, 12 seniors coming back. What's going to be their role? What's going to be their niche with the newcomers that Michael Federico brought in? Yeah, and, and I certainly see, you know, excitement with all, all both of those schools, you know, but just because – a, you mentioned, I mean, you know, Louisiana Tech, although they have a lot of question marks, I mean, they've had a lot of recent success. So I want to see if they can get these new guys into that winning culture and, and, and you know, provide similar results to two years past. And with ULM, I know they didn't have a great year last year, but I think Michael Federico is, is a really impressive coach. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what he can do with these guys. And like you mentioned, you do return a lot of guys. Um, I think they return their top five hitters. So I'm interested in seeing how that, that works out. Uh, Grambling, uh, big things expected out of them this year. They are one of the favorites to win the SWAC. We have reached out to James Cooper, and we will hope to have him on the show very soon. We had fun today. Yeah, we have fun today, making fun of others who, who messed up on, in the broadcast booth. But 
uh, we know it's a difficult job, but it's still fun to, to bring up those. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. See ya. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.